Welcome to the Oshit Twins podcast. I'm your host, Georgia Martel. Today, I'm going to be talking to Nicola. Nicola shares her experiences of getting a birth diagnosis of Down syndrome for one of her twin daughters. I'm going to be discussing what it was like for her and her family and advice she would give to another family that might have got the same diagnosis. Stay tuned. Hi, Nicola. I just want, want you to say again, thank you for agreeing to do the Oshit Twins podcast. So today we're going to be talking about your well your daughters because you've got twin twin daughters yeah. and one of them has a diagnosis of down syndrome but before we even get into that how are you i'm going to be talking to nicola nicola shares her experiences nicola 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 I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We've no um, been super busy at the moment because I'm currently decorating and I, I'm a nurse as well. So we've been super busy as well working and juggling everything, but I'm all good today. Thank you. So we're going to, I wanted to start from the beginning when you found out you was having twins. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? Because <laughs> you've got a son before. I and then you... a, I think your name sums that up quite well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I suffered with in pregnancy I suffered with hyperemesis so oh, I've got okay. a, I've got twins and I've got Lucas as well who's older mm-hmm. um, so I had hyperemesis with Lucas so when I got pregnant again with the girls it wasn't anything uncommon so mm. if people don't know what hyperemesis is it's severe vomiting so yeah. I not very nice I'm quite sick about 30-40 times a day but I had this weird feeling that there was something not quite right like mm. I couldn't put my finger on what it was and then we went for our 12-week scan mm-hmm. um, and the sonographer was just really quiet and I thought oh they're going to tell us something really bad something's something's wrong with one of the babies mm-hmm. um, and then she just turns the screen and it was on like a big tv screen in front of us and she mm-hmm. said um, congratulations you've got two so <laughs> me and my husband were like sorry sorry this is you. <laughs> and yeah. I've never seen my husband he was like literally like as white as a ghost I thought we were going to pass out <laughs> And he's like, two, and there's two. I was like, uh, yeah. And what was really weird about it is these twins do run in my family. And mm. when we had Luke, we joked about Lucas being a twin to the family. Mm. So this time when I rung up and I was like, oh, it's twins. Everyone thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, there's, there's really twins this time. There's two in there. So yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a shock. And I, I'm not sure when you ever fully digest the information because I don't. still don't think right up until birth, I was still like, expecting one to come out <laughs> no, looking back I was just I was just walking around like a zombie like yeah. you, 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 obviously because I don't know what type of twins if you was, was you getting scanned more often yeah we got yeah. scanned more often from just 20 weeks yeah um, yeah I had I, I never know the proper names of it but is it die die so when they've got separate centers separate, oh, okay yeah so they were yeah. like yeah so they were completely separate but yeah but, but so I had quite a few scans um and then Quinn she she wasn't growing quite well so towards the end I was being scanned weekly and they came quite oh, early so mm. we had 32 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. my water went at 31 and then they managed to hold off um oh, I mean going into full labor but I was ended up being shipped to a different hospital because there was no intensive care bed so oh, okay. I had to do life somewhere else and I thought I oh, were going to give birth miles away but then mm. luckily they let me out and then when I went back into labor on Valentine's Day of all days <laughs> um, they uh, they had beds where we were then so we were able to stay local which was oh, okay. we were in the area for a while as well because yeah. Lucas 
I'm thinking about the traveling aspect as yeah. well. Yeah, so. because with my, my situation, my girls were born at 27 weeks. So it's interesting because they got separated for one week. And I always think because they were my, they're my first children, I was like, how would I manage? How would I have managed this if I had like a, a child already? Because it's very intense. It's very, so I can imagine that would have been that's excellent that you was able to be all in one hospital. Yeah. The... <laughs> so did you do the screening? The prenatal screening, screening yeah. yeah. So we had the prenatal screening. And again, like I said, I'm a nurse and it's not something... I haven't really thought about because mm. you just you kind of go into there and they'll say oh this is the screen and it's almost talked about as if it's just a routine thing that happens yeah and the leaflet you don't really read the leaflets because who read the leaflets <laughs> and you just go in have your scan and then obviously had the blood tests and we got low chance that it actually did use the word risk which I, I advocate not to use mm. the word risk mm. like there's something wrong um, but yeah so we got um, low chance um, results so didn't think anything of it and yeah. obviously the girls were being both screened regularly throughout the scan so nothing was ever picked up until birth so Harper was a birth diagnosis because yeah. I think because even when I like started looking at your Instagram page and I was like I don't you know like I literally had to sit and think I was like oh yeah I do remember getting the screening but I yeah. just you just don't think you do it yeah. you don't think anything of it as you yeah. said you're given a leaflet you don't That's really <laughs> you don't pay it any mind <laughs> And I, I same as it, I got I got low chance. You just carry on with it. you just yeah. carry on with it. You don't ever think about it. So, if you can just go through how how the the health professionals, doctors, nurses presented yeah. to you that Harper had Down syndrome. Yeah. So again, like obviously they were early, so it was mm. a bit of a panic and everything was. And and I, another bit to the story as well is that I birthed quite quick, mm. so this was born in an hour. Um, so oh. there was. Quite a, a big chance that I was going to birth quite quickly with the girls as well. Mm. So it was all a bit of a pandemic moment because there's like mm. tons of people in the room. You've got yeah. two doctors, everything. So it's mm. like full on. They know what was happening because obviously I was giving birth. They took, I gave birth to Harper first. So Harper is who has Down syndrome. Um, so I gave birth to Harper first and they whisked her to the back. I can't even remember that part really. Mm. And then obviously I birthed Quinn. Both of them got taken over to special care and then we just sat and waited so Mm. we waited for about 30 minutes with no news we didn't really know what was happening at all Mm. we've not been told whether the girls were okay or anything like that and then we had two doctors come into the room which looked quite sad I I definitely knew there was something wrong wrong. Mm. and yeah they came in and said we're really sorry to have to tell you and my first thought was one of them's died or they've both died or yeah because that's when someone starts a sentence like that is is de- in your like is common is linked to death yeah. not yeah that's it you think yeah. like gone wrong and then they said one that was suspecting one of your daughters has got triastomy 21 so again in my head I was like I don't even know what that is I'm like mm. what's triastomy 21 and then they said oh it's down syndrome so we've got a friend who's got down syndrome and she's 38 so obviously I'm thinking about her so I'm like mm. thinking not it was so hard to like even process because yeah. for one we've not been told that She'd, she'd got it through screening so I was like well we've been screened I don't understand like we haven't got they said it was like low chance and and then how how sad they were I'm associating it with our friend because to me I don't see her as being sad, yeah. sad thing and yeah. so it was very very confusing and then they went and then we got handed a pack of leaflets um to say this is what Down syndrome is mm. um, and I can only describe to you the images are so out of date the pictures are just offensive like of mm. what they, they use as an image of what a child with down syndrome is 
Um, and then you get a list of medical diagnoses that you could possibly have. So it's every worst case scenario if you've got um, oh, a Down syndrome. And then on top of that was an adoption leaflet. And oh, they wow. went away. And no one ever came back to me. No one ever come to me to speak to me like, have you processed that information? How do you feel about Down syndrome? Do you want to talk to anybody? Because you can have counselling, which I've, I know that now. I didn't know mm. that at the time since mm. I've done a lot more research into it. But no one offered me any genetics counselling or anything mm. like that. Harper did have to have further testing. So you have to have proper blood testing. They're only going off the markers of why they suspected yeah. Down syndrome. Yeah. So gap toe and palm crease and all that sort of stuff, eyes. And then three days later, you get taken into another room. But again, being a nurse, I know what room they're taking you into. They're taking yeah. you into breaking the bad news room and I'm sort oh of like and it's not really it, it wasn't ever it's hard to say like at the time I felt like it was bad news but again I think it was how it was handled made mm. me think it was bad news looking back now if I'd known what I'd known now it would have been a completely different process because I almost like grieved Harper like mm. your I, thoughts it's like what you thing. thought your yeah. twin mum experience was going to be you mourn exactly. that not your yeah. Not your obviously not your actual child. I'm sure, I'm sure that you had an emotional battle in the yeah. beginning. But as you said, it's it's the language that's used. How old are your twins? It's not that long ago. Yeah, they just turned three, so they're three now. So yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. So do, do you know? Yeah, I can I can imagine. But do you know the leaflets that they gave you? Are they still being used? No. So okay. um, again, the hospital that we gave birth in, I used to work at that hospital as well. Oh, okay. Um, I have worked quite closely with the hospital because I have had other incidents in that hospital when we've had okay. to take Harper where discrimination has happened oh, towards okay. language and things like that so I put in a few you know the pals when you write yeah. to the hospital to tell them so from that they've invited me in so I actually now do talks to the hospital and talk to doctors on how mm. to win oh that's amazing we work together to put more informative leaflets let's mm. say it's again even like through the screening process people sometimes think well I, we're advocating that you shouldn't be screened and I'm not saying that I think people should be screened because mm. if you do have a diagnosis of Down syndrome in screening there's a lot of things that there's a lot of risks with having a baby with Down syndrome that they can have extra checks and extra monitoring so I think yeah. screening is still important but at the moment if you do do screening it's almost you're screened if you get a Down syndrome diagnosis your answer is abortion mm. whereas should be a balanced argument you should be giving parents both sides these are the negatives to down syndrome these are the positives to down syndrome you make your informed choice rather than just giving them information of all the negatives and, yeah, and abortion yeah. Adoption. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not balanced but that particular hospital is working towards changing a lot of that and i speak to a lot of the midwives there as well which is really good but the sad part of that is, of course, is that trust to trust, it will be, it's, total, it's totally different. Of course, yeah. you're doing your bit and that's am yeah. it's amazing that you've gone back and given them the feedback and they're open to taking it. It's then what's happening in, in every other hospital. And if they're still using these outdated leaflets. You with Down syndrome, I think, like in, even in like media, I think there is a massive misconception of what Down syndrome is. Yeah. Mm. People understand it, even to myself, like I didn't fully, and like I said, we've got a friend, but I didn't fully understand what Down syndrome was and what that mm. means to a child. And I also think there's a lot of word and language that's used around children with Down syndrome, that it's the conditions first, and it shouldn't be like that. They're a person rather than, they're not a condition, they're not a type of person. People 
talk about them as if they're like almost aliens <laughs> like yeah yeah down syndrome. And I'm like, she's not a down syndrome she's a girl with down syndrome, down syndrome. there's a huge difference in that yeah or in that language okay so how was it of, of course you got the diagnosis once it was confirmed and they took you to the the breaking bad newsroom after that <laughs> emotionally for you how was that and how would you what kind of advice would you give to to a mother that got a birth diagnosis and just how to process it or any tips really I think again again it's hindsight I think in some aspects we all need to go through that grieving process I think it just helped like I had massive difficulties in the early days bonding with Harper I didn't want to hold her because again how they sold down syndrome to me I thought she was going to die so I'm like I don't want to be attached to her because she's going to die and she's Mm. not going to live and all that sort of stuff but you've got to remember that she's just a little girl just Mm. like twin sister was and she just needs exactly the same and people always ask me like what what needs does she have that's different she doesn't she doesn't have anything different like I fed Harper I fed Quinn like Mm. she just does some things a little bit slower so I think going home and enjoying that baby because I think that's what the diagnosis takes that away from you like I feel like I missed the early days with half because I was in this like grief process whereas I should have been absorbing all those little baby snuggles mm. rather than worrying about everything that the diagnosis brings with it because like I said it's it's, it's just enriched our lives having her and, and I wouldn't change anything about her I, I think if you took the extra chromosome away from Harper she wouldn't be who she is mm. and she's just the funniest little thing and she brings so much joy and happiness that I wouldn't want her any different like it's just who she's meant to be so once you got that diagnosis is there where did you go to find your information that and your support obviously the information you initially was given is very negative and making you you know think the worst yeah. you're thinking worst case scenario rather than let me enjoy my my beautiful daughter so we I talked to social media originally I, I documented a little bit of my pregnancy but again because I wasn't very well throughout I didn't do a very good job of documenting a twin pregnancy but I thought it was going to give a good opportunity to share our story in terms of two two children the same age growing up to show the differences between them and then when I started on social media I found more and more people and I found the best support was people who've been there before people who've got children who've got Down syndrome you've got that connection so I started doing a lot of online just chatting to mums and we still do I've got group chats going on and if something's happening to one of them like just did yours do this like what like because a lot of the things you over question so I question a lot of things like is it because she's Harper and she's Harper or is it because of the Down syndrome and yeah. I think it's always handy to have those little groups and supports and then another one was support groups in the community so our local area has a support network and mm-hmm. um, we used to go there before Covid times of Covid mm-hmm. go every month and meet up with people all different ages who've got Down syndrome as well so that was a really big support as well for us and there's a lot of online charities so positive about Down syndrome and wouldn't change a thing we're some really helping charities that helped us have got really amazing advice useful factual advice around down syndrome as well okay and then now of course of harper's three so i I saw on your instagram that she's needed like uh, operations was that a result of her diagnosis yeah so there's a lot of associated medical conditions linked with down syndrome again they're not not everyone's going to have it's just miss harper unfortunately had the heart condition that's linked to down syndrome mm-hmm. so she had an av canal defect which is basically two holes in the heart that makes it look like the the middle of a heart is not there basically mm-hmm. so she was supposed to have surgery really early on at eight weeks old but by some miracle the bottom hole healed a little bit okay. so she managed to get to two and a half because they like them a bit bigger to do heart surgery on them mm. um, 
so last September she had open heart surgery which was the most difficult time I think because mm. again you've got the pandemic happening you're going into a hospital where you know there's COVID there was an imminent lockdown about to happen in that area where mm. the hospital was I had to go in alone my husband couldn't be with me oh, um, and I suffer with health anxiety linked to my son because he was ill at birth so I had a lot of all these things like going off in my head but little half a blesser had the hope and heart surgery was home in five days she just like mm. bounced back like mm. I can't believe it. it's amazing it's honestly children just how resilient they are and yeah. it's just it's, it's amazing it gives you strength sometimes because yes. you're sitting there worrying and they're just like hey mommy <laughs> you you've had a whole surgery coming home and like five days later she's like running around with like a twin sister you're like I can't believe she just had like literally open hearts like her heart's been stopped and she's just there playing it's, it's amazing it's amazing really so just day-to-day -day life like how as you said of course she's a growing toddler same yeah. you know she probably likes the same or similar things to her sister if what is the kind of things you want people to know who might be that diagnosis and just might be thinking how how am I going to cope with this? Because I just feel, because I, I looked like, obviously I've done my research before um, yeah. interviewing you and I was even shocked when I, I found some of the leaflets and it literally was, it just felt like you're reading dun, 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 like, yeah. eh, like worst case scenario all the time yeah. rather than the joy. And like I said, I could see how it could rob you of that joy of being a parent. So yeah. I think in the, like I said, in the early days, I think once you've got over like the initial grief and, I found it then because you get all this information about all these problems that they're supposed to have you leave the hospital you're then dealing with that information and then nothing happens so I'm like thinking she needs to have physio and she needs to have this and, she, and they're like no she's not going to have that until she's one so mm. we've got a massive gap that nothing happened mm. and I just kind of muggled through at home like we were quite mm. fortunate that Harper didn't have any massive like swallowing issues because some children with Down syndrome have swallowing issues which can affect weaning we didn't see any of that with Harper so I just weaned weaned her the same as Quinn she needed a little bit assistance in sitting up because again because a low tone she didn't sit up so mm. she did everything the same as her sister but just a little bit delayed so yeah but like our day-to-day -day life now we do have therapy so Harper does have help with things like speech and language because the speech can be a little bit slower to develop we did have dietitians because she didn't gain weight sufficiently but that was particularly linked to a heart so since she's had a heart surgery she has been gaining weight quite okay. well now Mm. Um, and then we have physiotherapy and we got some private funding from children in need to get some conductive education so it's kind of like a physio which is predominantly used with children with cerebral palsy but there were some studies being done to say that it helped children with down syndrome so mm. we went on our local one to be a participant of seeing what, what happens with a child yeah. with down syndrome and harper progressed really really nicely with with that and got her walking when from having that so that was oh. amazing but then again day to day now we have had adaptations and little bits so like we we've got like signing cards like I've learned Makaton to do baby mm -hmm. sign with Harper um, and we use picture cards quite a lot throughout the house but we've kind of just it's our day to day now Same. it doesn't seem like it's because a, a lot of people think oh it's a lot of things to do but it's not because we just do it it's routine to us now like if we ask him if she wants a drink we've got a little drink chart for her to pick if it's milk juice water that she wants because she mm -hmm. can't tell you which one she wants so it's just those little things that you just adapt but day to day our life is exactly the same as everybody else's really and she likes mm. the same things as her sister does she's got a very much more calm temperament than her sister which again is quite helpful because I don't mm. think I could cope with two quins either <laughs> <laughs> she's a little sassy madam but but yeah so 
yeah, she's just the same, really, day to day. I have saw on your page about Makaton. So if you just, for people that might not know, might want to yeah. do research, I give it just a little bit info on what Makaton is. So Makaton is basically a form of sign language, but it's, so when you're doing sign language, you would sign out every single word. So with Makaton, you're signing the key word. So we learn a lot of objects such as drink, bath, toilet things like that mm. that she might use we learn the sign for more and, and things like that so like again if she wants something if she can't physically speak it she can sign it and a lot of people worry about signing because she can start signing with children from six months old and it's mm. beneficial not just for children with disabilities but children mm. in general yeah, to reduce frustration and aid communication but what happens is you'll find that once they start being able to say the word they drop the sign so like now Harper can say more it's very we don't see that sign that often which she used to sign more all the time for food because she loves the food but (laughs) uh, yeah she doesn't do that anymore because she can say it it. yeah okay so what is what is your plans just like moving forward generally just as a whole family I know the the pandemic and lockdown is driving us all crazy and um, is there anything you're looking forward to any plans that you've got as a family I think again it's a bit difficult for us at the moment because with Harper we've got we've shielded um mm. so and again she can't have the vaccine so I'm still in the worry of how does that impact her as we come out we've all been vaccinated now so we're all we're all safe but it's sort of like I don't know what that means for Harper because obviously Harper could still potentially catch it yeah um, we're supposed the girls were supposed to be starting nursery in March but that to hold that back because again the risk to Harper mm. is not we can't risk that but I'm looking forward to them both starting nursery in September because I think mm. that's a good thing for them because again they've not seen other children for like a mm. whole year I took Quinn out for the first time at the weekend to the shopping center and she's not been out and a little face for like we've gone to a theme park and it's just mm. a- amazing wow wow yeah. <laughs> just- but oh, see, this- um, and we booked a holiday it's only like local but again we're looking forward to going on holiday and continuing to raise more awareness that's like I, I do my Instagram to continue to raise mm. the profile of what Down syndrome is and it's an amazing platform to be able to do that and I hope I can still continue to, to share our, our lives and show people that Down syndrome is not that scary. I forgot to ask this earlier but what um, type of Down syndrome does does Harper have? So there's I don't know if you know there's three types of down syndrome a lot yeah. of people don't know that there's more than one type so harper's got we always call her a bit common so she's got the common type so she's got triostomy 21 which affects around about 96 percent of people with down syndrome mm-hmm. um there are others so there's translocation and mosaic but they're more rare compared mm. to um triostomy 21 so yeah she's just got the common type with, <laughs> with the hindsight that you have would you say to yourself when you've got that birth diagnosis so i would say not to worry not to be feared we always say don't judge a book and I think them handing you those leaflets you judged on what you read and mm. I think done that and I should have just listened to my heart and just seen that she was just a little girl and I think mm. that would have made it so much better and that's why I always say to new mums like don't focus on the down syndrome because that's not the whole of it it's just a part yeah. of her yeah um, so yeah that's the main thing I think I would have told myself and one my last question, do you know if, because obviously you said that Down syndrome awareness on the 31st of March, but do you know if there's any, you know, more push for, you know, the leaflets to be updated across the board on the NHS? Because as I said, you know, your, your, your twins are just three years old. That's not that long ago to be given such outdated information in, in the world that we live in now. So 
do you know if there's anything happening across the board to try and make that literature better yeah there's lots of things happening so there's a couple of charities that i mentioned earlier so they both work avidly through up and down the country uh, mm-hmm. with trying to get new leaflet packs and they are in a lot of the hospitals now that you get yeah. a wouldn't change a thing leaflet and there's a lot of mums doing things locally where they do little gift baskets so if you've just been given a diagnosis of down syndrome they've handwritten a letter to tell you about their child so oh, and there's a lot of campaigning as well like at the minute because the, the laws around down syndrome are still very much outdated like I was saying mm. the abortion law that a lot of people don't know that you can abort a baby with down syndrome right up until birth I didn't know Where, when you said that I was like well, I had to google because yeah, I could I not I was like how do you okay oh yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. Good. but I, was like, I don't even understand how that's even legal like how is that even okay how can you I, I think it's probably mad. far out of date like so far out of date because if you link it to that law, that law is talking about that the, the lives are going to be severely impacted. And that's why they're saying you can have an abortion right up to birth. And I think in the 1970s, a child with Down syndrome didn't live predominantly till up until they were about 20 and then they die. And that's what they're saying. But that's because they weren't allowed to have heart surgery. Mm. Now they're allowed to have heart surgery. There's a lot of people with Down syndrome living into the 60s. So it's mm. sort of like the, the lifespan is not much shorter than a typical person's lifespan is and obviously they lead fulfilled lives now yeah. you know work they go to school and I think a lot of it used to be outdated I just don't think the law has been updated mm. um, and we're saying that it should be the abortion law for a child with Down syndrome should be in line with it yeah it practice. should be it should be I just honestly I just thought that was always across the board I've never heard anything like that I literally had to go and google because I was like how how is this even Linked with a lot possible? Of things, like cleft lip as well is on there for that, and I was like cleft lip. <laughs> yeah, that's that... is on there. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, it's it's so so out of date. But okay, but thank you so much for your time. I know you're incredibly yeah. busy, and it's crazy times right now, and you're decorated as well in the middle of it. But I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me share my my little story as well. No worries. Thanks for listening to the Oh Shit Twins podcast. You can find me, Georgia Martell, at Oh Shit Twins on Facebook and Instagram, and my website is ohshittwins.com. I'll be posting new episodes once every two weeks, and in the meantime, you can like, comment, and subscribe.